The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her as once. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cursed many who were, cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. He would not permit any of the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is why I came out, what, that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, Amazon has everything, doesn't it? Do you ever just go to Amazon just to check out all the stuff? I mean, there's really too much to window shop, but you never know what you're going to find. You know what I found the other day? Stretch Armstrong. Do you remember that toy? It was out when I was a kid. It's a 15-inch figure that you can stretch to four to five feet. I mean, it's awesome. I always wanted a Stretch Armstrong. And, and you know, you get some buddies, everybody grab a limb and just go. And so when I saw this, I had two thoughts. The first one was, I'm going to have to get me one of those sometime. And the second thought was, I kind of felt bad for Stretch. Because I feel for them. Because i got to be honest, there are some times that I feel like that. I feel like life is pulling me in all different directions, you know? I mean, I love my job. But there's... Bible studies to prepare for, and word for Wednesdays to record, and, and, and to put on the internet, and, and sermons to get ready for, and, and coaching sessions to have, and meetings to go to, and those are just the, the calm weeks. Then sometimes there's funerals, and weddings, and crises that, that need to be dealt with. I mean, and, and then I go home, and I need to pick up my kid from lacrosse practice, or one of them wants money for gas, or or there's something to do here, or Stacy's saying, Stephen, I need you to do this, or go there, or do that. And I'm being pulled in all different directions. Bill collectors want their money, and everybody wants something from me. I mean, I love my job. I love my family. I, I, I love everything about my life. Sometimes, though, I just want a break, you know? Of course you know. You know exactly what I'm talking about, who I'm talking to. Now, you may not have to prepare a sermon each week, or you, you may not be on call 24-7, and your kids may be too old to have to pick up from school or too young to have to deal with giving them gas money. But I think we all know what it feels like to be pulled in every direction. Because that's what life is like, right? We have all these responsibilities, all these expectations that, that so many people want so many things from us all the time, right? And so we come to church, well, when we used to be able to go to church, and we want a break from all that, don't we? But we don't get one. And you know, I think that's one of the more challenging parts 
about having church online is that instead of sitting in a pew, you're sitting in your living room and you can see the laundry piling up or the kitchen needs to be cleaned or the dog that needs to go out or the phone rings and you have to respond to that. And even during worship, you're being pulled in all kinds of different directions. And then, and then, you get to hear a sermon to just pile it on, right? Because you, you, you come and you, you worship and you're told all the other things that you got to do. I mean, how many of you ever thought to yourself, if he says one more time that I need to pray every day or read my Bible, I'm going to scream. Or, you know what? Why should I have to give my money or my time or my energy? It's my time, my energy, and, and, and my money. I earned it. I mean, why should I have to bother with any of this stuff? Well, if you've ever felt like that, have I got the product for you. After a long day of work, play, or whatever it is that you do, the last thing you want to do is think about living up to moral obligations or faithful commitments. If offering your time, talent, and treasure is something that you just don't have the time, energy, or money to do, and if regular Christianity is just too much for you, then try this. It's Christianity Light. That's right, Christianity Light. It has all the appearances and promises of that old Christianity, but with only one-tenth of the commitment. Now you don't have to worry about spending time in prayer or Bible study, and you don't have to help your neighbor in need. Best of all, it's only a fraction of the cost. Christianity Light is just what the doctor ordered if the expectations of following Jesus are just too much for you. So if you, wanna, so if you enjoy being a Christian, but find that it gets in the way of how you want to live your life, then Christianity Light is for you. Christianity light for that me kind of faith. That's what we want, isn't it? We don't want Christianity. We want Christianity light. We don't want to have to deal with all of the expectations. I mean, our lives are already being pulled in so many different directions as it is. We want that easy, do-nothing kind of faith, don't we? I mean, and isn't that what it's supposed to be? I mean, we talk all the time about how God's grace is free. We don't have to earn our way into heaven. We don't have to do anything to make God love us. And so why is it then that at, at the same time we're talking about all of these expectations that we have to live up to, these things that we've got to do, these things that, that we should be responding with and, and that we should be helping others in need or giving an offering or being generous with our time or being generous with our money. We shouldn't have to hear all that stuff, should we? I mean, does Christianity really have to be that way? I mean, it feels like it's just one more thing on the long to-do list that we already have. It's just one more part of our lives that's pulling us in another direction. You know, it just so happens that in today's gospel reading, we hear that Jesus completely understood what it's like to be pulled in all different directions. I mean, it's kind of a neat story. I mean, I, I can imagine, you know, Peter and, and James and John and all of them standing around with Jesus after they're leaving the synagogue. And, and Peter's like, well, you know, we could go to my house, but, you know, 
the wife called and my mother-in-law's not feeling too good. And Jesus is like, I got this. We'll go on over there anyway. And, and so they show up to, to his house. And Jesus walks over to her, lifts her up. Boom. She's all better. And, and then people from all over town are coming to the door for him to heal and, and cast out demons. And he cured many of them. And, and sooner or later, Jesus needed to get away. He was being pulled by so many directions. And so he went off to pray. And even then, even when he went off by himself, they went looking for him. And they found him. And they said, Jesus, people are looking for you. You need to come on back. But Jesus knew that he, what he was there to do. And so he went on to the next town. To be pulled on by even more people. You see, what, we, what we've got here is just one small part of the sacrificial Christ that, that we're called to follow. I mean, Jesus wasn't a do-nothing Messiah, you know? And yes, he was pulled from all different directions. But this was just a small sample of the sacrifice he gave. The biggest sacrifice is when he stretched out his arms and died for you and for me. And that, my friends, is why we do what we do. That's why we respond with our time, our money, and our energy. That's why we are called to step up and do what it is that we're called to do. Because we have a God who loves us so much that he gave his own life for us. And so as we look at our own faith, we realize that we have a responsibility to respond. And therefore, in the text that we have today, we have some wonderful examples of just how to do that. I mean, for starters, we have Peter's mother-in-law. Peter's mother-in-law was sick. As we heard, Jesus went and healed her. And then what does it say that she did? Immediately, she got up and started serving them. Now, most of you know that about a month, month and a half ago, I had a bout with COVID. Trust me, folks, I don't care who raised me up out of bed that day. I did not feel like serving much of anybody when I, after I didn't have it anymore. But here she was immediately getting up and serving because of what Christ had done for her. She didn't just stay back and let others serve her. She got up and began to serve. And the next model that we have, we heard in our second lesson, and it's from Paul. So I want to read to you a little bit, again, of, of what we heard there. Paul said, for I am free with respect to all. I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law I became as one outside the law, though I am free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. You see, what we have here is a great example of what it means to respond to Christ. And what Paul did was, 
He did whatever it takes. And that's what you and I are called to do as well. Whatever it takes for the sake of the gospel. I know that we're pulled in multiple directions. But there's only one of us. And God put you here for a reason. And we need what you have. You know, here at Pisgah, we talk about the six signs of living. The, The six marks of discipleship that if you want to know what it means to live a faithful life, this is how we define it. It's Pisgah. Praise God, increase faith, step up, give generously, uh, accept all and help others. And so what we're talking about here is that third one, step up. That's what you and I are called to do this day and every day. We are called to step up. Step up when you don't feel like you have the time, energy, or money. Step up when you see someone in need. Step up when you don't know what else you can do. Step up and share your faith. Show your, share your gifts to show God's love. You, you've heard me say it many times before. You've been given gifts and, and gifts that no one else has. You, we need what you have. You need what we have. And God uses what we've all been given to further the kingdom of God. See, that's what it's all about, my friends. You and I have been given so many gifts to serve in a world that so desperately needs to hear the gospel message. We've been given gifts to to be all things to all people. And when I say all things to all people, see, Paul, what he was, he was being himself. He was a Jew. He was a Gentile at the same time, and he used the gifts that he had been given. He used who he was to serve God. That's what you and I are called to do as well, my friend. We are called to be who we are, to step up and serve the Holy One. You see, grace is free, but it ain't cheap. Because we have a God who loves us so much that he sacrificed his own son so that we can have life and life eternal. And so when we think about having a faith, A do-nothing faith. The problem with that is a do-nothing faith does nothing. You see, a faith that doesn't serve those in need. A a faith that looks around and sees people hurting and and does nothing. A a faith that doesn't worship. A faith that isn't generous. A a faith that that doesn't look for, for a at others instead of themselves. Well, you see, that's not discipleship. It's not faithfulness. It's not Christianity. It's Christianity light. Amen.